to this very special edition of Spirit Diaries. As you can see, we're outdoors. Outside, again. I know. But this time we're by a fire for our listeners. Can you hear it crackling? It's very <laughs> real. Um, and we also are joined by our dog, Pogo. Hey. Hey, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> you may have heard her sniffs. She <laughs> did sniff it. So... My name is Bertie. And mine's Robert. And we share stories about us growing up haunted. Robert lived in one of the most haunted houses I've ever been in in my entire life, including some very haunted locations <laughs> we've visited together. Yeah. Uh, your house still takes the cake yep. compared to most of the locations we've been to. Is it the hands dragged across the ceiling for you? Or is it just <laughs> like the general presence of the house? Um, you know, I can genuinely say I think the hands dragged across the ceiling is probably the least scary thing about that house. Yeah. I mean, the walls do sweat. <sighs> yeah, they do. I've never seen walls cry. No, it's weird. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I still would like to um, test whatever that liquid is. Right. And send it to a lab. Like, before we, like do anything crazy like leave the country or something um (laughs) (laughs) we should uh we should get a sample and find a lab that will analyze it for us and if not i'll just uh get some connections to a lab and i'll run it myself because i know how (laughs) hashtag childhood trauma childhood trauma yeah (laughs) to go back to that house (laughs) yeah now i i really don't like that house so anyways this is our story we have shared our story about growing up with a ghost or what we refer to as ghosts, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So today we have a special episode that we've never done before. Special. Special. <laughs> I'm really excited, actually. So uh, you all are able to submit your stories to us of haunting things that have happened to you. Since we have shared all of our stories with you, um, the original episodes of our podcast can be found exclusively on patreon.com slash spirit diaries. Uh, but they may be coming back in a new way in the future. So for those of you who aren't willing to commit to a Patreon pledge, I understand. Uh, however, we, we are working on something special to get those back public. Mm-hmm. Um, but while we mentioned Patreon, we just want to say a huge shout out to all of our Patreons. You all mean so much to us. Honestly, every day it amazes me that there are those of you who want to go the extra mile and help us create this podcast. You're what keeps this going. Um, you're what has given us our equipment and allowed us to go on investigation. So we really, truly appreciate you. And we do have to say a special shout out to Chemically Feline, Woo-hoo! who is our Faye level patron. And she is the top, most supportive patron there is. So we appreciate all of you, but we really do just... I want to say thank you to Chemically Feline because I I am amazed by you every day. The head honcho, numero uno. She is the head 
of the Patreons. The cool, Patreon? the coolest kid. Patreons are patrons. Pa- I think it's patrons. Okay. They're patrons on Patreon. It's confusing. Patreonians. So, what we were saying is that you can share your story with us. And we have someone who shared their story with us. Yes. And I'm going to share it with you. So thank you. A very special thank you to Sydney for sharing their story with us. So here we go. I will pause so we can talk about some of this. Okay. I have read this before. It was several months ago. (laughs) Okay. So I forget. I have not read this yet, so I'm interested. Really? Yeah, I don't think I did. Oh. Okay. So I'm going to read this as Sydney. Okay. Sorry, Sydney, if I don't do a good job of conveying your inflection. (laughs) I'm going to birdieify it. You're going to birdie Sydney. Which means probably a little bit up on the valley girl than you would normally do. Okay. So it's just your. What is. It's raining. (laughs) I keep thinking they're bugs and I'm like, oh, ashes. She's like, get away from me, bug. I actually, there was one in my pant, and I thought it was a slug. And, like, I touched it, and it, it just It melted. just disintegrated. You're like, oh. I do want to apologize for those of you watching because I'm not wearing black. Um, that's because the fire tends to burn uh, holes in my clothes, and I don't want to ruin any of my black clothes. So I wore uh, normie clothes. So many clothes have been ruined by this fire. Yes. So many. Rest in peace, clothes. Dang you, fire. The spirit of pants and shirts are all around us. <laughs> <laughs> it probably doesn't help that every time we have a fire, we at some point decide to dance around it and jump over it and start doing some crazy moves that you probably should not try at home. Yeah, I'm getting too old to do that stuff anymore, too. Like, I just I would jump, I'd just jump over it and throw my back out. <laughs> I jump over the fire, but I now I instead of like actually leaping over it, I only get like two inches off the ground now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where did my jumping ability go? <laughs> I threw my neck out the other day just sneezing too hard, so I'm not gonna really try <laughs> to like do any acrobatics over the fire pit. Oh no. Not as spry as I once was. <sighs> Settle in. Time for a scary story. Let's go. And this is true. For those of you who don't know us, um, this is, uh, we don't share false stories here. Mm -hmm. Um, I have shared all truthful stories, no matter how outlandish they are. It has been all true to our experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Robert shared his stories true to his experience. Um, Yeah. And this is true to their experience. So this is real. (laughs) Okay. So this is when I worked at an escape room. I just listened to your Haunted Workplaces episode. Woohoo! Uh, That's a good so episode. Shout out to that one. So they worked at an escape room. It was a small business made up of a single family in charge of a self-made company. Props to small business. Right? One thing I will say is that they put a lot of effort into the theatrical aspect of the escape room even to the point of having the game masters dress up and participate in character while giving the setting of the game and giving out hints. How cool would it be for your job title to be game master? I mean, that's like right next to dungeon master, which who doesn't want to be a dungeon master for a living? All right, like get paid to just make people happy? I want to do that. I actually, I I tried to get a job at a laser tag place. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Being way too old, like... 
literally applied to a laser tag place. I'm like, I have a bachelor's degree in biology. <laughs> Here's all my scientific articles I've been a part of publishing. Can I work at the laser tag room? And they said, no, I was too overqualified. You could probably explain to them the wavelength of the lasers that they're using and like about the guns and how they work. <laughs> Well, I just, like, I hate the whole overqualification thing because it's like, no, listen, you pay better than most labs. I want to work at a laser tag place. Right? Plus free laser tag. Right? I was I, I was not allowed to play much laser tag as a kid because it was a masculine thing to do. Um, Dumb. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have always really, I really like laser tag. Pew, pew, pew. Laser tag was the shiz. I know. My brother had those, like, vests that you could put on. Yeah, I had those, too, as a kid. That, like, worked horribly. Mm-hmm. But, like, the laser tag game for home. Is that a bug? What is that? A mosquito. Is Finally. It? I thought it was ash, and it just floated next to my face for, like, 40 seconds. <laughs> and I'm like, like, hello. <laughs> that ash is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> it's the damn pants ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So the family was pretty hands-off when it came to the actual running of the rooms and left it to the management of me and the other senior crew member. We were the oldest by age, and he had been there the longest, so we were in charge of delegating who ran what room and to make sure that they all got cleaned up and reset after. Again, such a cool freaking job. I've never been to escape room, have you? I've not, but I imagine cleaning up after some of those people, just working in customer service job is probably terrible. It, it was actually. Just like, all right, who yeah. shit on the floor? <laughs> For context, <Again? laughs> I worked at a job when we were in college um, where it was very regular that someone shit in the Jurassic Park arcade game. As one does. <laughs> All the time. We all know that's the scariest of games. Something pops out at you. You just have to pull down your pants and lay one out. It was Well, it was because they could not find the bathroom, which was, I, I kid you not, there was this square. Um, you walked from the arcade across the square, and there was rows and rows and rows of bathrooms. Um, and, yeah, they couldn't find it, so they snuck into the corner of the Jurassic Park game and just laid a deuce. What if they had already put their quarter in the machine and they just didn't have the time to walk over? So you're just like, well, <laughs> this game is where it lies. That place was crazy. I, I stopped working in the arcade after I realized people regularly use it as a bathroom. I got positioned at other places, but I don't think they liked me in the arcade anyways because whenever a kid was like, Oh man, my quarters ran out. I'd always be like, take one from my apron and be like, "Oh, did your your quarter got stuck? It's oh, dang it! Here, I have I I have to give you another one. Click. Whoopsie do. <laughs> the whole time I was like, they're like, why do you have no quarters left? And I'm like, the machines today, they're just all <laughs> broken. They're eating quarters left and right. Like, oh, gosh, get on your stuff, guys. <laughs> So, as every escape room has, we had a haunted room. Uh-oh. This is where it's going to get good. Yeah, she's getting real. <laughs> By that, I mean it was the spooky-themed room that people always bought out in October or did really late at night. The object of that room was to break the witch's curse 
she has laid upon you. And you do that by completing the puzzles to find the plastic heart that was locked up in a chest with six locks on it. What a sweet heart of a witch, first of all, to give you a way out should you not want that curse anymore. She's like, I'm putting a curse on you, but like you can earn your way out of the curse. Right? <laughs> Here's a Rubik's Cube. Go. <laughs> Such a sweetheart. Witches. We love them. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> I'm scary. I've hexed you, but you know, um, this this little thing, six locks. I just imagine one of those highlights magazines, and she just lays one in front of you, and she's like, "Complete the maze. Find the differences now." Like I found all the differences. Those are two completely different pages. <laughs> Aww. It was a creepy room, and our younger coworkers did not like to run it alone. That would be me. Yeah. I would. I could be the oldest coworker, and I would be like, mm -mm, "Nope, yep. nope, nope." <laughs> but nothing was actually haunted about it until my boss had the brilliant idea to buy a legitimate antique child's viewing coffin at an estate sale and add it to the room. Genius. I wish I was kidding. He's an idiot. <laughs> um, I'm props, on board with this. <laughs> props, you're you're smart. We can see. Um, yeah, I just of course you just know something's gonna go wrong. Like this is the start to every horror movie. Like uh, you know what this room needs? Oh, dead kid box. Perfect. Yeah. How do you even come across one of those antiquing? First of all. You know what? We have been antiquing for a little while now. Yeah, a decent getting, amount of time. We're getting our little antiquing vibe on. Um, we sell antiques that are cleansed and not haunted. <laughs> we're buying your great-grandma's shit. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, for them to come across that, like, not only is that, like, a wild piece, but wow. Wow. Wow, what are the chances? That's like one of those things where it's like, did you find the object or did the object find you? He decided to use that as the final chest to put the heart in. No, he put something in it? That's the fine. People had to touch it. Oh. oh, you know those people didn't even know. No. And he bolted all the locks on the outside. He bolted it to the table and there it sat for everyone to touch and play with. Our younger crew members started to become more and more scared of going in the room alone, going as far as refusing to run the room at night and insisting on changing earlier shifts with the senior members, me and my friend. <sighs> you know, good on you guys for actually taking the shifts. Right. And just not forcing them to do it. Like that's mad props for a boss. because good management. Yeah, the bosses I had would have been like, suck the fuck up. Mine would have been like, now you're getting in the coffin. <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> They're like, I don't fit. They're like, I don't care. Put your hands and feet in it and sit. <laughs> now you're the heart inside the coffin. Get in the costume. I mean, that that would have 100% happened. Yeah. Like, I've been locked in a um, vault in one of my jobs for punishment. Bet. I would have 100% <laughs> gotten locked in a coffin. It's true. Thank goodness. I have not worked a job where that's a possibility yet. Um, gosh, this is kind of a job where it's a possibility. We go to haunted yeah, locations. Is. Like, there was, was that coffin real at Broadwell? The little child-sized one? Yeah. 
Ugh. I'm pretty sure. Ugh. Yeah. That place had so many, like, strange vibes that I didn't even bother trying to pick up a vibe off of the coffin because I was too distracted by whatever was in the crawl space next to it. Oh. Ugh. Sorry. I don't think I could get in a coffin. I'm getting freaked out. Oh, I think it was a bug. Um, as long as it doesn't have a super comfy pillow, because then I'm just going to fall asleep. I, the only thing I think that would bother me most about getting in a coffin is, like, juices. That's true. Like, that would be where I wouldn't be happy. It's, like, the fact that a dead body was in there, fine. But the uncleanliness of it, That's I think, true. would be what I would be, like, skeeped yeah, out by. Biohazard. Yeah. <laughs> this is grandpa's goop. <laughs> that can mean so many different things. <laughs> Depends on what you're into. <sighs> he and I were skeptical, and I chalked it up to them being young, excitable teenagers, drunk on hype. But then we saw something that changed our mind. We started to see motion tracking on our security cameras in the room. It would say that there was motion in the room, but nothing would move and the room would be closed off all day with no bookings. There was no draft and the door was firmly closed. No windows in that room either. It was actually three rooms put together and on the camera you could see the motion track follow something walking from one end of the room to the other and back again. Creepy. That's, see, and this is where like the good evidence comes in because Obviously, this place has cameras. Mm -hmm. It's well monitored. It's well secured. This is the perfect example of like prime evidence. Yeah. I love it. It started happening all the time. We tested our equipment and nothing was faulty. We told the boss and he didn't believe us. The kids were getting more and more scared, saying that they were getting touched. And since we were in costumes, the girls wore dresses and claimed they felt things tugging on their skirts. Ooh. <sighs> I hate when things tug on my skirt. <laughs> I, I actually do, though. Like, hate the tugging sensation. Mm -hmm. I've only had it a few times. And every time, it's just one of those things to where you want to tell yourself it absolutely didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And... It did. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, wasn't there. That wasn't. Oh, there it is again. But it's not. It's not there again. That's not a thing. I know. Oh, my gosh. I'm the biggest like. Yeah, I, I totally must have just felt. I just felt something. Yeah. No, that it couldn't be. Could it? <laughs> something just touched my toe. Uh, that was gross. It was on the <laughs> inside of my shoe. This is, this is the weirdest. This is the weirdest place. I would love to go back to Randolph County. If you guys don't know what you're talking, we're talking about. Go watch our Randolph County episode on YouTube. Such a fascinating place. That was a good one. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. it I want to go back. I actually, it was. Oh, that's what I had a dream about last night. Um, Randolph County. Yes, I decided to sit in the rocking chair. In the room with the lady who had the kids. Ah. Um, and forgive me, I don't remember her name. I don't remember her name. What a shame. At Randolph County? Yeah. The rocking chair. Upstairs. She had a baby. Really bad anxiety with her. Um, the father who was abusive. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I don't remember her name either. Um... 
Gosh, I'm so sorry. So when I do readings, I vague, I very rarely remember anything about them. It's one of the curious things about how mediumship works for me. Um, I just, I don't have very vivid memory of mm -hmm. when I'm channeling. I think it just like breaks something in my brain somehow. Um, that was also number four of six very <laughs> long, very history inducing information overload places <laughs> um, smell like candy do you eat some candy no i drank some soda oh. um yeah yeah weird place okay <laughs> getting distracted my friend and i decided to do something i stayed late with him one night after everyone sorry i was getting attacked by a moth <laughs> you were ruining this robber sorry it was big I stayed late with him one night after everyone had left and we had cleaned up. We decided to do a little seance to see what was going on. You know, I was with you up until this point. <laughs> and now I'm like, I I'm, I'm giving you a stern look. <sighs> he stayed in the security room down the hall to see if he could catch anything on camera. And she went in alone. What? What? A set of steel balls on you, my friend. Right? Like, just like, uh, we're going to do a seance. And by we, I mean you're going to sit in that room and watch a camera and I'm going in? No, <laughs> let's trade. I cast the circle first, of course, and made sure he and I were warded. So for those of you who may not be familiar with circle casting or wards, mostly witches, other intuitives can do this too. Anybody can do it, can cast the circle of protection. There's a few different ways you can go about casting the circle. We're not going to get into the details here, obviously, because I don't know what they did to cast their circle. So I don't want to speak for them, but it is to create a area of protection around you and then wards are something i use frequently for our house for land for my own body in these places namely post town right i started drawing on wards so warding can be done with symbols with herbs with energy energy basically anything so this is good protection was used blankets blankets are wards nothing can touch <laughs> you if you're under a blanket you know, That's actual ghost law. Yeah, it is a ghost law. <laughs> I asked if there was something in the room with me. Whoop. There's something in the room with us. <laughs> that was perfect timing. I asked if there was something. Every time you, uh, you say that, something shifts. <laughs> I know. Okay. I asked if there was something in the room with me, and if so, could it move my pendulum, <laughs> which was dangling over the coffin. It did. So for those of you not familiar with pendulums, they're very cool. I actually am really intrigued by pendulums. A lot of people think it is you communicating with yourself through micro movements. I can understand that. I have done experiments with pendulums not held by a person. Um, so I, I'm very intrigued by pendulums. And this is something we're going to probably get into later on. Or if um, someone's going to hold it, just make sure you're asking a question that they have no ability to know the answer to. Right. Yeah, that too. This is cool. Cool tactic. I asked if it could spell its name on my mat with a pendulum. It spelled gibberish. I asked if it needed help, and I felt something brush my back. 
My friend ran back in and said that the motion track followed something from the opposite room I was in to right behind my back. Comforting. And I said, yup, that checks out. Because <laughs> yep. I just felt something. Very cool. It's brave. Validation. So brave. By the way, Fire, thank you for getting brighter as I was just concerned about the lighting. Thanks, Satan. <laughs> he stayed in the room and I asked, could you give me a bigger sign that you understand me? And the doors to the closet that was standing in the corner of the room shook and rattled loud for about a minute and then stopped completely silent. Never in my life had I experienced doors rattle like that on their own. That's pretty creepy. So you're telling me she was the one who shit in the room that night. <laughs> <laughs> she brought in a Jurassic Park game. Right. And then just shit around the floor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We opened the doors to the closet and nothing was inside except the two prop coats and little shoes. Little shoes? Uh, little shoes. <laughs> we left the doors open, but they didn't move again. We asked the entity if it came in with the coffin, and it said yes. Interesting. Validation. <laughs> yeah. We asked if it wanted to leave, and it said yes. I told it that I could gather some materials for a cleansing, and that I could do that next week if it would like that. It said yes. I asked if it could stop scaring people in the meantime. It said no. So it's saying, like, this is some motivation... <laughs> for uh, moving me on is uh, I'm scaring the shit out of everybody that walks in here. Yeah, well, this is oddly similar to the story I shared last time where after they had figured out what was going on with his spirit, things got worse. Right. You know, and especially with kid spirits, everybody automatically wants to assume, oh, they're bad or, oh, they bit me, they scratched me, they kicked me. Right. Kids, if it's a true kid spirit, I mean, kids have temper tantrums. If you really, like, are trapped there and you want out, I would be like, no, I'm going to kick everybody until you get me out of here. It's motivation to get me the exactly. heck out. Like, in, I think a lot of people jump to conclusions here of being like, oh, you're evil, you're scary. And it's like, but, I mean, temper tantrum. It's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I firmly ordered it to stop scaring people, or I wouldn't help it leave. This is a total, like, parent move. <laughs> right? Now listen, young man. Well, and this is where you can take assertiveness with mm -hmm. spirits, not in a mean way, but a, you know, if they're trying to give you an ultimatum, you give them one right back. Yeah. Especially with little kids. I mean, you're stepping in as a parent figure. Right. Like, if your kid is throwing a tantrum melting on the floor... Like, <laughs> you're allowed to be a parent. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't uh, disagree. It rattled the ceiling panel, but we didn't have any more incidents before they could properly cleanse it. When I did the cleansing, the room felt like it decompressed. Hmm. And we never had any more issues, and the cameras went back to normal. Well, good job, for one. That's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, good job. Like, <laughs> way to fix the problem. Like, it's not common for people to have an issue, know how to fix it, 
actually do that thing to fix it and then be like, did it. Sydney is very cool. Sydney has sent us gifts that are very cool. Yeah, it's it's absolutely fantastic. And I love when people are more well-versed with spirit to know how to communicate properly, communicate well, have a session, like a problem started, had a communication session, got, you know, messages across, figured out how you could help, and then did what the spirit asked for that's so good and i know i'm typically one who is like eh, you don't necessarily need to cleanse but in this case if a spirit is asking for it mm-hmm. and obviously they had confirmation they were actively communicating with it and it solved the problem in that case yeah absolutely help spirits move on i have helped spirits move on but it's not something you know i recommend or regularly do because a lot of spirits are content where they are this obviously was a thing to where if the spirit was really attached to that coffin and got brought in mm-hmm. i mean you're in an escape room what if the spirit couldn't figure out how to get out <laughs> i can't figure out the damn puzzle i'm serious though right? and it's like then they're stuck if they came with the mm-hmm. coffin now they're here <sighs> god damn it it's true. So it's it's really, really interesting. And I, I love that this story had a great resolution. Props, props, props to Sydney. Everybody, round of applause for helping this spirit. 10 out of 10 Carls for that story. Yeah, and like handling it so well. Like, it's, it's just great. I love everything about it. <laughs> so that is all we have for you today. Thank you again to Sydney for sharing your story. If you want to share your story with us and have us read it, uh, email us at helpmespiritdiaries at gmail.com and we may read your story. So true stories only. (laughs) Maybe I'll read one and I'll voice act it. Oh my God. (laughs) All right. Thank you all for hanging out with us around the fire. This is very fun. I'm very spooked. And have a great night. And thank you for listening to the Spirit Diaries. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.